everyone. Welcome to this episode of Chillin' and Chillin'. I'm your host, of course, Icon Jester. Today we have a great guest. Um, Josh Ong is going to be joining us today. Welcome, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you were able to make some time in your busy schedule. Um, kind of a very topical day for you to join us as well as an ape holder. Uh, you know, obviously, ApeCoin was released today. Uh, we're going to be pushing up this podcast a little bit so that it'll be at least a, a topical conversation uh, still. So, I guess uh, before we get into ApeCoin and and uh, and kind of your your view on the NFT space as it sits right now and, and your influencer status and all that good stuff. Let's start off by hearing a little bit about how you got into the NFT space in the first place. Yeah, thanks. You know, my first uh, experience with NFTs was in around 2018 with Crypto Kitties. So I remember, you know, trying to breed them and like gas was back then. So that was just like a very early introduction. Um, I was joking with someone. I was like, I picked crypto case instead of crypto punks. Maybe I should should have gone the other one. But but it was um it was a fun time. Just like learning, there were some other um, NFT games that were coming out at the time, or, or blockchain games that I was interested in, and um it was just part of kind of that manic market where where everyone was like looking at all coins and just excited about the possibilities. I'd had you know Bitcoin and Ethereum for a few years, but. Um, I hadn't done much with it and then uh, was interested in, in what digital collectibles could be. And then things obviously just like ran off, off a cliff. Um, you know, so 2018 to 2020, I guess, was, you know, a really quiet time. I remember doing some like um, <clears throat> um, dollar cost averaging. I was just like had this kind of monthly buy on, uh, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum. But other than that, it was, it was really quiet. I came back to the space and, and NFTs, you know, in earnest with Top Shot. And so, um, you know, I bought some packs in the closed beta. And then, you know, last January, um, you know, 2020, like, was to, like, open some of them and was looking at the community and just realizing as, as Dapper was talking about it, that they had kicked off something different. Um, but they really thought through how to make these digital goods like tangible and and have a sense of ownership and permanence in it um and that was i just crossed over the crossover for me from you know how crypto art experimentation kind of experimental um you know blockchain gaming to hey this could go mainstream and this could really become something that collectively people have an understanding like this is how we own these digital things so got really involved in Top Shot at the time, started playing Zebra and um, found out about these like kind of weird apes and minted one of those and and then brought over a lot of my work on the um, at the time I was running a marketing agency and doing communications and branding and marketing and so I, I brought a lot of that over into working with NFT clients. Some of my clients got into NFTs and Web3, so you know, advising them. And yeah, it's just been an absolute journey, so much fun and uh, really thankful to be where I'm at today. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, when you hear about the origin stories of a lot of our guests, uh, NBA Top Shot is definitely a common thread. You know, a lot of people kind of got into, got into the market that way. Uh, 
it's been a very interesting journey, you know, through, you know, as you said, from 2018 to now, just in the past year alone, the NFT space has really, really transformed quite a bit. I think, you know, the trend is going towards utility on projects. The, the art alone is no longer something that, that is really appealing to the, the masses. You know, of course there's those, those art based projects that, that have some traction, but for the most part, we're looking at the, the trend is, is projects of utility and that, you know, arguably one of the, the projects that kind of, you know, started the, the large amount of, I guess, return for their investors would be, you know, the board ape yacht club. And, and obviously as a holder today was the, the release of, of ApeCoin and, and you were able to kind of go in there and, and, uh, and, and grab those kind of give me your, your view on, I guess that, how, how do you think that DAO is going to work out? And, and are you, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you were excited to, to get your free coins today. Yeah, I'm really thankful for um, you know, the generosity on Yuka's part and, and how they set up the, the token claim uh, for holders. I'm excited for the DAO, and, and I think it's, I think for a lot of companies, like decentralization comes in stages, even like, you know, brand new DAOs, they're not necessarily like fully decentralized from day one. Often there has to be um, some kind of scaffolding along the way to get to a place where the entity can live on its own, um, you know, with, with everybody participating. And and so I think this this is a good divergence for, for Yuga where they continue to have a centralized entity that is operating things like kind of the, the master IP and, um, you know, some of the, now I guess it's like M&A with uh, things like CryptoPunks and um, taking investment and working on some of the some of the bigger pictures and uh and then also to have like a community run down that is able to operate um you know alongside it um that's that's funded and you know has has proposals and governance and, and is um you know able to hopefully move toward decentralization so um yeah that's i think that's that's the path that they're laying out and part of it is like with this same coin is building a really uh, robust ecosystem one that includes gaming that will include other forms of commerce um that will include events and um and even like a kind of DAO version of the ip um in a sense that like there's there's now like a, a DAO logo um like a derivative kind of blue version of the logo that can be used to differentiate between uh, kind of Yuga, um, Master Brand, and you know, Acoin DAO and the Foundation, like what they're doing separately. So it's, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to see things take shape over the next couple of years. For sure, and I think that's a good point. You know, it's it's not a a quick flip. You know, I think there's there's so much debate over the these coins that are coming out that are being airdropped or free claiming, you know, between the gas and the SOS and all these coins that were given for free, a lot of people would quit flip them. And it, you know, the ones that are holding on to them seems that the, the value is kind of decreasing, but there's not, there's no value long-term as far as their, their value add. I don't think as much as, as something like this, that has kind of a clear roadmap and the white papers looked really strong on it as well. Um, 
I know that you're involved with quite a few different projects that you kind of advise on, as you had mentioned a little bit earlier. What are some of those projects that have gotten you kind of excited that are going to be coming down the road that people should look out for? Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm really happy to be advising um, the architects on their drop uh, coming up this weekend and next week and their generative um, architecture project that that basically builds homes um, for the metaverse uh, using using algorithms. So it's really a first of its kind. Um, the NFA is, I, I think, pull a lot of, um, kind of sweat and, and also heart into what, what she's building. And so I've been glad to support her. I think, you know, it's always interesting when something is new, uh, how people are going to kind of categorize it. Uh, because it, it doesn't, it's not a VFP, obviously. It doesn't fit into some of the other things. And sure. uh, so I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how well it's received. But I think um, it's really, really quite unique. Um, I'm happy to be advising as well the Medicism team. Uh, so they did the Not a JPEG uh, documentary and the Ghost Experience and NFT NYC. And they're working on a, uh, an identity project called Bloopers, which is this chameleon that's an actor who can kind of, you know, become any character. And um, and that'll kind of be shared um, participation in in their future uh, productions and, and including not a JPEG and um, some of the other uh, films they're putting out. So yeah, those are two projects that I'm happy to support and excited for, for what they're putting out. I think um, it's a tricky market right now. Like there's so much uh, so much noise out there. It's just hard to get attention and that's something that, you know, I have to think about as a marketer with working with projects like I you know I back the ones that I believe in, but also um, kind of finding their community and, and their customers is always uh, you know always an adventure. No, yeah. I mean obviously as the you know, founding uh, Octopus Man Marketing, you know, we, we do this, we're in the same kind of space, right? As far as like trying to find, find those buyers. And um, funny, you should mention MetaCitizen though. We, I didn't realize that you were, you were connected to that project actually. Uh, Luke um, Sawyer, which was one of our, our previous podcast guests. And so um, him and I, yeah, him and I worked together on Pamp Tank where he used to host. It's kind of um, the, I guess like the version of Shark Tank for nfts so he had created that and was uh that was going pretty well and i think he just got kind of bogged down with uh i was one of the the judges on that and um i guess i was mr wonderful if anything <laughs> but uh i was one of the judges on there and he was the host it was a twitter spaces type situation it it, it actually did pretty well but once um you know medicines and start taking taking off he just got pretty bogged down with that and, and kind of transitioned away away from that um i asked him the other day if he was going to bring it back and he said maybe you know but he's like he's got, got a lot on his plate right now he's resigned from his full-time job and he's you know doing doing crypto full-time now and um and, and still doesn't have the, the kind of the bandwidth to uh to take on any additional projects and stuff but he was yeah he was one of our podcast guests uh, a few episodes ago um yeah i think you know as far as like the the, the locating of the, you know, basically consumer is concerned. I do think that we've made a shift into, 
you know, the simple of just like letting people know is no longer, no longer um, going to satisfy the, you know, the community structure. It's, you have to be more creative now in the marketing environment to really show not only value um, short-term, but the value long-term. I think that there, now that although there are some paper hands out there still, of course, there's plenty of those. I think the community as a whole is looking more for these long-term projects and looking at it more as an, an investment opportunity. And I think the viewpoint, you made a, a good remark, dollar cost average earlier on, on the, on the crypto side. And that's how, that's how you're buying into it. There's so many individuals that I think got into the NFT space with little to no financial knowledge at all. And that seems to be shifting to more of the mainstream financial savvy individuals kind of finding their way into the space. The space is becoming more professional. Uh, the projects are handling themselves more as a business. I know we, I get pitched, I don't know, 15, 20 projects a week. And I'm sure, I'm sure yours, if not, you know, not the same more potentially projects that come to you and say, Hey, would you, would you be an advisor on my project? Vetting these projects is in some ways getting easier in the sense that, you know, I'm asking for a full scale, basically presentation at this point and say, you know, I need you to tell me exactly what your vision is but I need to see some sort of material as well. I, I, I can't just take your word for it or look at a couple of, of JPEGs and say, okay, the art looks good. This potentially has, has some, some merit. It goes so far beyond that. Um, you know, for those that are listening that are looking for opportunities to work with either yourself or our organization, I'd like to kind of to hear from you and your perspective on what do you look for when, you know, I kind of, you know, you mentioned it briefly, but go a little bit more detail for me on, on what you look for when someone's pitching a project to you. Yeah, I mean, I think it really starts with a trust relationship and how do we get there? Uh, and a lot of that is just like meeting the team and chatting and learning more about the project. But, but I think, you know, we, when we put our reputation behind something, we just really need to know that we can we can trust it, especially because we have that uh, responsibility as we pass it, you know, down to, um, you know, down to our our followers or our community, and and I think like it's not every project I advise. It's not necessarily through a purely financial lens, right? I'm not asking oh, if I back this project, like I want to make my followers a ton of money, like. That's not necessarily why I do things. Like sometimes I support people in the community and their projects that I think are really building something healthy and, and have like could use the help. Um, but it's not necessarily like this flipper mentality there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some some of the projects that I've advised have done really well, and the people who got into them, like I'm happy for them. Um, but also, I I feel like you you know I probably agree. Like there's just probably an, an over fixation on things like full price when um that's not even in my mind like a like a real metric the way we think it is at least like a um a floor asking price because i think a lot of it it's just all that really shows is kind of the person who wants out of your community or kind of wants to unload what the cheapest they're willing to unload at and like that that's a measure of 
kind of dissatisfaction. It's a measure of just kind of market forces, but it's not necessarily the, the primary that we should be designing for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, start, starting from a place of trust, um, and then also kind of recognizing if I want to contribute, kind of where I can be helpful, and whether I think this is uh, you know going to be a good um, a, a good partnership and. Uh, you know, the, the long-term plans and viability of, of the project, hopefully. Um, so that, that, that I think, is where, where I start. Like, it, it is challenging to... Um, I get so many cold DMs from projects that I don't follow yet, or at all, or won't follow, but, it, but it's like, it's rare that I go in that box and find someone where I'm like, hey, I'm, you know... Um, Sure, I'll advise, advise that project. Sure. Just because it's like, again, like the, the barrier to getting to a place of trust and um, and and like uh, kind of reputational risk there is like it's just hard to get over it um, from from like a cold inbound. Right. Um, so a lot of times it's like folks in the community who are already active, and um, I know from other other places just coming across and having a conversation and, and seeing if there's something there. Um, but also, like, you know, I, I've had um, projects reach out that I, like, just happened to see. I was like, oh, actually, that looks really cool. Like, that's something that I want to work on. Um, let me get to know them and make sure that, like, everything checks out. Um, and we're working together and, and it, you know, hopefully goes well. So it is really... Um, it varies quite a bit. No, I, I definitely agree. You know, I think I, you know, when we first as the company kind of started in this, in this industry and kind of helping and with, with other organizations and building projects, you know, we start off as bleeding hearts, you know, everyone had like this sob story about how they really need help and all this stuff. And, you know, yeah. you, you take the first, co- I took the first couple on going, yeah, well, you know, we can really make a difference. And, um, and I think you quickly realize that you can't, you can't save them all. Right. And, um, and so we had to, you know, obviously become a lot more stringent. I think we take about 5% of all, of all applications on now and as clients, and it is a, a hard, long vetting process. If you're not going to get on the phone with me, then that's a problem, right? We have, we have, we have, there's no relationship there. And I agree with you. It's about relationship building. One of the things that you made a remark on that I, I really appreciate is the focus right now. And it has been of course on floor price, which again, I agree with you is completely ridiculous. Um, a good example that, that I can pull from that we're both involved in is, um, is a uh, glue factory show. You know, I think that's a really good example of a project that is, not the greatest floor, but they are building and have not been bothered by the floor price, right? They look at it and they go, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's okay. And, and they keep pushing forward. They have their, you know, they've got their pilot episode together. You know, for those of you that aren't familiar with the project, you know, it's basically horses as far as like the actual JPEGs concerned, but they're building a um, an animated series. They have some pretty significant people that are going to be voicing the characters, um, Patton Oswald and uh, Zeneca's, I think one of them. Um, I can't, 
I know there's some other ones I can't I can't think off the top of my head, but um, but you know I think that's a really good example of a project uh, that where you and I are both kind of in. I guess I'm invested in. I'm not involved with on the you know on the marketing or community management side or anything like that. But I'm invested in personally. My my father actually gave me some funds to buy into projects, and when that project was released, I really believed in it and basically like aped in pretty much my my a very large portion of my dad's finances in that project. So I'm, I'm also uh, hoping that it does well because of that. I don't have to hear that at the dinner table um, when we go in to visit. But uh, but yeah, I, I really believe in that project. I think, I think that project has a lot of potential. And what people will start realizing is it's not necessarily those projects that blow up overnight. It's the ones that slowly build over time that are going to be, those mainstays are going to be the ones that are going to be a good investment um, long term, I mean, you can make maybe three, four X on a quick flip, but you're going to be able to make maybe a hundred X on some of these long term investments. And I think the community is starting to kind of figure that out. And so the vetting of projects is getting better. Um, you know, I know noticed that you were in the NFF, the non fungible films um, Discord, which just released what yesterday, the day before. Um, they just opened up. I'm in there as well. Obviously, I'm um, I'm a very large holder of non-fungible heroes, um, um, and the gods and the bananas from the beginning. So, you know, obviously, very bought in. Um, I, I'm not sure if if you were aware of this, but so Shaman, who's kind of one of the board members of non-fungible films, is a CEO of non-fungible heroes, um, and got into non-fungible heroes. Uh, through me, <laughs> so he uh, he popped into the uh, Boring Banana Discord. I was I'm the, I was the community manager there, and he popped in and was like, "What's this all about?" And so just kind of described it and hyped it, and was like, "This is going to be, you know, this this is going to be the next thing." I'm telling you, it's going to be great. And long story short, now he's where he's at today uh, through that connection. So I think that's a kind of a good thing to bring up as well. Is just it's about building community. You know, without that type of outreach and that com that community that was built and that relationship that was cultivated from a random person entering the Discord, um, then this empire, you know, as it's being as it's growing right now, would not would not be in existence. You know, I think it's about building those connections, and you never know who some random person is that's popping into Discord. You know, you never know who that person is, and so it's always good to be you know, engaging and building those, those relationships. And that's, what's going to bring this industry to the next level. And I think is bringing the industry to the next level. So we're kind of like wrapping up now. Um, and kind of want to know if you have any kind of final thoughts or anything else that we should be on the lookout for, or any, or any advice even for, for those looking to, to kind of break into the market if they, if they haven't already. Yeah, I, I think I would recommend like one, like start with curiosity which is really like learning, like what is this kind of new behavior and this new asset class, I guess, what is this new kind of way of, you know, describing um, ownership or um, some type of, you know, membership through these tokens. Uh, and so, you know, read and watch and listen and then, you know, join a community and, and you don't even have to necessarily own a token kind of find it you know surf through the discords of some of the projects that look interesting to you and just hang out there and chat and you learn a lot and maybe find out about new projects from from those communities or 
maybe come to a point of conviction where you decide to to join one of them. Um, you know, and then collect what you like with with money that you can risk to you can afford to risk. And so that might be art, it might be collectibles, it might be um, you know, gaming and something in between. But but yeah, I, I think kind of research relationship um, you know, and then coming to a place of, of conviction and then, and then testing it out and, and seeing how you do. Like, we all make mistakes along the way. So, you know, start small and, and just learn and, and grow and, you know, welcome to kind of be part of this really fun ride that we're on together. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's one thing that I want to make sure that from this from this episode that people take away is you do not invest more than you're able to lose. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we, you can do as much research as you, as you can and make this best of an educated decision and investment as you can, but, but it's never okay. guaranteed. This is a volatile market. It's very fun because of that. It's also uh, very taxing because of that, but it's just important that everybody does their research and definitely do not invest more than you can afford to lose. I, it pains me when I see people that are in a project that's kind of on an upward trajectory. Everyone knows it's on an upward trajectory and yet they're popping into the discord saying, Hey, I need liquidity. I really need liquidity. You know, can, can someone buy this from me? You know, I've got, I've got a bill I need to pay. Um, you know, I understand that some people hit hard times and you, you have to figure out how to liquidate whatever you can to, to make ends meet. And I, I'm not faulting anyone for that, but I think the mass majority were people that bought in and they couldn't afford it. And now they're having buyer's remorse and saying, I just need to be able to, to, to pay my light bill now, because I thought if I bought this project, it was going to be worth a million dollars in three weeks. And now that it's only worth, you know, twice what I bought it for. I just got to, I got to unload it because I, I can't afford to, to hold it any longer. Um, and I think that that's, you know, it's just important. Everyone has to do what they need to do as far as, you know, for their financial, um, you know, livelihood. But I think it's important just to don't invest what you can't, what you can't afford to lose. So with that, um, thanks again for, for, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on Shillin' and Chillin'.